You are listening to the recording of a live show. Please do not call or text, as this is a recording, and lines are now closed. You're listening to Voice of Islam, online, on mobile, and on DAB. A'udhu billahi minash-shaytanir-rajim, bismillahir-rahmanir-rahim. Welcome back to the show, dear listeners. Um, we will be starting off with, you know, as we always do with our first segment, we'll be discussing the news and some hot topics. I'm uh, delighted to say I'm joined here in the studio by Brother Shajil. How are you doing this morning? Yeah, Alhamdulillah. By the, uh, by the grace of uh, by the grace of Allah the Almighty, uh, uh, all good. Um, as we as we normally as we normally do, um, you know, talk about talk about. Um, news topics, what's happening around the news, um, around the world as well. Mm. Um, before we actually do that as well, we we always talk about the weather. Um, yeah. The weather over here, you know, in, in the UK, especially here in South London, has been uh, quite uh, uh, has been quite hot mm. um, the past the past few days as well, isn't it? And uh, is that's expected to to last for for a couple more days yeah. uh, as well? If you know, if you just look at the forecasts. It is, uh, you know, it is looking. Uh, I mean, the temperature is looking over twenty-five for the for the next few days, hmm. um, for the next few week as well. Yeah, um, going up to as much as thirty-three, thirty-five um, next week, hmm. uh, next week as well. So. Um, some 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 hot days. Some yeah, hot days there's uh, apparently ahead. a possibility of a level four heat wave. Sounds uh, you know quite intense, but um, temperatures might go above forty degrees. Level four. Level four heat wave. Heat wave. Heat wave. <laughs> and you know the thing is, the the sun. We are, like we've discussed this before as well. But the sun in this country, you know, it's just it's different. It's different. It's, it's different. It, it, it hits just you hits you differently. <laughs> Literally. Literally. Right. right? It's that's like, true. It that's like, true. It like it like stings. You get pins and yeah, needles. Yeah, that's right? true, man. That's true. And that's then so you just true. start sweating as well. And the humidity here is not too bad, to be honest. It's only in like indoors. Whereas you go into like you know countries which are um, like on the coast, like a bit more tropical, yeah, isn't a bit more Indonesia yeah. or you know like Sri Lanka, these sort of countries. Um, even in Pakistan, the weather there is hot. Don't get me wrong; it's, it's hot. very yeah. hot. Yeah, but it's you just sweat it out you like just normal. Sweat it out. Yeah, I right? know what you mean. I know what you the mean. The sun doesn't penetrate your skin. Yeah, right. It's true. It's yeah. true. I don't know how. I don't know how that. I don't know how it works out yeah. because the temperature is less. Than those countries, mm. you know, the, the, mm. tropi- the tropical countries and the countries that you said as well. Yeah. But the thing is, is that you know, it, it, over here in the UK, it's just a bit, it's just like mm. it just hits you differently for some for some reason, yeah. and uh, that's that's also why you get you tend to get more sunburn. Mm. You know, mm. you have to you have to wear sunscreen, you yeah. have to wear protection, uh, UV protection, and all of this. Um, you know, to 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 stay away, to keep the, to, you know, to to make sure that you don't get burnt as well. So. Mm. It's uh, yeah, it is. It is different. Forecasters have said there's a thirty percent chance that by the end of the week we might hit forty degrees. Forty degrees. Yeah, but mm. to be honest, the forecasts in this country are you know you can't really trust them. Forecasts is a bit. Yeah. It's a bit here and there. Mm. You can't really. Mm. You but can't even trust it too much. But still, <laughs> yeah, but still. especially in this country. But <laughs> I, I saw yeah. I saw an image on social media where uh, in Dubai there were cars which mm. had melted, like the plastic on the back of the cars Seriously. had melted. That's how hot it was. Well, I don't know how true it was, but it just you know goes to show that it's a lot hotter in other countries, mm. but it just doesn't feel as bad, even when you go on holiday and stuff, right? Yeah, that's true. That's true. It's it doesn't it, feel yeah. as bad. Yeah, yeah. that's true. Just like you say, you just sweat. You just not tend to sweat it out, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Um, just keep hydrated, mm. and uh, you'll be you know 
you'll be fine as well because the, when it's hot, yeah, you you know you can get headaches as well. Hmm. And uh, one, you Definitely. know, one of the best ways to actually get rid of that is to, is to keep hydrated, drink a lot of a lot of water as well. Hmm. Um, but you know, it's not just uh, it's not just any any drinks. If you if you drink cold drinks, you know, fizzy drinks. Yeah, that's. Uh, I mean, it, it would be nice at that time, but then mm. if you keep on drinking them, then that can give you a headache as well. So, water is you know, water is the best thing, definitely. In other more pressing news, the cases of uh, COVID are going up. Yeah, well, that's true. Well. So yeah, yeah. I saw you know I, I forgot what the figure is. I saw I saw it mm. last night as well, mm. but it's uh, it is you know, it, the thing is is that people have you know there's no there's no. There's, there's nothing anymore, right? There's no nothing. one uses a hand gel. No one puts on face mask. There's no social distancing. There's yeah. there's nothing anymore. There's nothing. Nothing. Yeah. So obviously, like... People... Yeah. COVID's not gone. It never left. It never we're left. Tre- but we're treating it as if it's We're left. treating it as if it's a, if it's a flu. Yeah. We're treating, yeah. We're treating it as if it's a, you know, just a normal mm. normal flu going around. Yeah. And that's, uh, that's it. Just get a little jab, get a booster, and you'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> which yeah. is you know to to some extent fine i i, I kind of agree with that but mm. still but still you know when you talk about covid um it's it's still a little bit different than than, yeah. than a normal than a normal you know a normal flu mm. so people still should stay cautious uh, i mean i'm fine maybe wearing a face mask might not be the best thing to do because people might not want to do that anymore yeah. but still if you still do it I mean, there's no harm. There's no harm mm. in wearing a face mask. We, I mean, we, you know, when coming to when coming to the mosques, um, we are still told to 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 wear the face mask. Yes, fine. The, the social distancing is yeah. is you know is is you know mm. is, is decreased. In fact, you know, there's no social distancing yeah. anymore. Yeah. But still, avoiding handshakes, mm. avoiding avoiding you know sort we of bring hugging each other. Ma- bring, yeah, bringing well. your prayer ma- uh, mask. And we as still well. have like you know stations where you sanitize. Hmm. All that's true that's true around. so precautions precautions are definitely there in place yeah um it's all about it's all about you know being ready um mm. you know just in case if, if if something happens we'll be able to you know prepare prepare for the circumstances as well but yeah. you know it's it's all about it's all about staying wary keeping the precautions in in place as well, hmm. um, you know, not 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 mingling too, not mingling too much. Yeah, you know, definitely being a bit more sensible. And um, you know, as everyone's aware that you know there's a there's a bit of a like a ruckus going on in the country with you know Boris Johnson stepping down and hmm. many other um, MPs trying to step up to you know take his place. Hmm. Um, so the can there's like about eight candidate candidates in the running. Um, uh, the some of the known ones are like Jeremy Hunt or Rishi Sunak, Liz Truss, mm. Nadim Zahavi. They're all running, and um, I saw that you know um, Rishi. He said that um, if he does get elected, he will you know um, treat the country. He, he said uh, I'll run the economy like Thatcher did. Mm. But the thing is, um, like he said, if I if he wins the Tory leadership, the thing is he was the chancellor right mm. and he's supposed to run the economy right anyway anyway anyway, anyway. Yeah, yeah. and if he couldn't do that job 
right? This then, this job isn't just about the economy; it's about, about everything. Overall, isn't overall it? Yeah. running the country, mm. right? And if you couldn't do one part of the job, and you left that, you resigned from that job yourself. Yeah. Yeah. This is my opinion, but you resigned from that job yourself, saying that you 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 think you're not doing justice isn't being done to that. Yeah. And now you're trying to step up, saying, "I I can handle the bigger thing." Hmm. Right, it's a, it's a, it's a bit it's a bit uh, you know a bit of a but you know you know I'm not tr- trying to be uh, trying to be funny, hmm. but uh, it's 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 going to be difficult for for anyone um, like him. Yeah, you know, uh, being uh, being 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 Indian. Hmm. Well, you know, fine. Maybe hmm. he's maybe he's got a British passport and everything, yeah. but still, ethnicity-wise, being Indian is going to be difficult for uh, for anyone of color. Becoming becoming a pres uh, a prime minister hmm. uh, of the, of the UK as well. Um, I don't know. That's just my opinion as well. But uh, when you look at when you look at the people, the you know the the candidates, the candidates who are who are you know sort of um, yeah. campaigning um, to be to be the next um, prime minister. You look at you know you look at them as well, and you think the same thing. What you what you just said, right? When they were in, when they were doing their sort of their own particular duty mm. in in Parliament, mm. uh, you know, they were in charge of whatever. Resigning from that yeah. is, you know, is, is is a big thing. Maybe, yeah, may, maybe they will, they will say yes. We we didn't have, you know, we didn't have any, you know, we, we had no confidence in in Boris Johnson, and yeah. that's why you know it was but sort that, of a that's planned not the thing. Re- reason they ex- expressed but, when they were resigning. Exactly. Mm. Exactly. So it's a it's a difficult it's a difficult situ- you know, sort of situation that and at uh, the end of the day in. it'll be the same government you're just shuffling the people around, and if it wasn't working before, hmm. you know it's it's not necessarily going to work now, you know the, the, that's just what I think that it's necessarily not going to work right now just because you're it's the, it's going to be the same people hmm. and there's just being a reshuffling. It's just a reshuffle, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, that's you know that's basically that's basically which can it. be a kerfuffle, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. yeah, that's true. That's mm. true. I mean, who do you put? Who do you put where? Isn't it? Yeah. Who do you put where? Definitely. Um, definitely, definitely. Mm. Uh, you know, in, in in Sri Lanka, yeah, there's a you know there's a, there's a lot of there's a lot of ruckus going on yeah. over, there, mm. over there as well. Mm. The president, uh, you know, trying to flee the country, but yeah. then not. Not being able to and all of that, and there's you know a lot did of you, uh, riots going on. Did you see the pr- protesters at his house? Yeah, prote- so he, yeah. they burnt his house, isn't it? The first, pro- no, the first they went inside and they just took over and they were just mm. like literally they were like showering in his uh, out in the open. They, they he had like a massive pool. It was just full, literally. It was, full. It was like a massive house party. Yeah, and uh, he literally just got forced out he of his own house. <laughs> yeah, but, literally. Yeah, but and you know, it, there's a lot of there's a lot of tensions, mm. a lot of tension which is uh, which is going on. Um, over there as well, hmm. um, but you know, it's 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 funny, isn't it? It's, yeah, I definitely. mean, it's not it's not it's not a pleasant thing to to witness as well. Hmm. I mean, leaders of uh, of countries being being you know tormented, um, sort of and ridiculed, you know, yeah. ridiculed like that as well. Um, it's just uh, you know, if you look at look at the situation of the world. Uh, you know the governments. Hmm. You would think that um, you know the the governments who are in power of any particular country, they would want to serve the country as well. But they, yeah. but but the people are sort of against them. Uh, you know, even their own even their own ministers, they're they're leaving. You know, if you look at here in the hmm. UK, and it's just you know a similar situation in different countries 
of the you know of the world as well. Um, also, you know, uh, twi- uh, Twitter sues um, Elon Musk, you know, after he pulls out of the forty-four billion dollar buyout deal as well. So they're yeah, trying to they're trying, they, to, yeah, they're trying they to sue him. him just they're trying like, to sue him. I don't think. Well, I don't know the details, but I don't think he signed any like sort of formal contract that he will definitely buy it. Yeah, he he, he laid down some conditions. Some right? some conditions, yeah, which weren't exactly accepted. Yeah, that's that's yeah. what happened. I mean, that's to why my knowledge, that's up. what happened as right. well. Yeah, he laid down some conditions, mm. uh, and then he said, that, "Okay, fine, I'll buy it." Yeah, forty-four billion dollars, um, but then they they didn't give, they didn't you know mm. they didn't pull through. Yeah, and then. Um, he was like, "Okay, fine. I, I, I don't want to. I, I'll pull out, and mm. then I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna buy this. I'm not gonna buy it anymore. That's it. And then they're trying to sue him. They're trying to sue him now as well. We posted something funny on on, on Twitter though, Elon Musk, mm. <laughs> um, which I won't. You know, I mean, it's not something inappropriate, but yeah. it's just uh, it's just a bit funny. You know what what he what he posted as well. Could you paraphrase? Um, <laughs> let me actually. We'll just read out the tweet. The read out the, read out the tweet as mm. well. It's it's sort of you know how you have memes, yeah, isn't it? Yeah. So it's uh it's uh, there's four l- different things, mm. and then in each one he's laughing a little bit more, isn't it? Oh, so, okay, okay. So first he goes that they said they said I they said I couldn't buy Twitter, mm. so he's just smiling over there, mm. and then the next one is he you know he's a, he's he's a bit more laughing in the next one. Mm. So then uh, then they wouldn't disclose bot info. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And then. The uh, the next one is that now they want to force me to buy Twitter in court, and then mm. he's like proper laughing, mm. and then the the last one where he's like literally lost it, mm. that now they have to disclose bot info in court. Right. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. so it's a bit of a so it's, it's a like yeah, it's like it's like he played them, isn't it? <laughs> because the thing is, um, he offered them a lot more than it was worth, mm. right? But that's because he had the money to spend. He's got the money right? in it. He's got the yeah. money to splash it. Yeah, so it's not a problem for him. So, but if they say he like as if he was gonna become uh, the biggest shareholder, right? Hmm. That's how he would have bought it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. But he, there would still be other other parties as well. So we wouldn't have complete. You know, nothing works like that. That you have a hundred percent ownership. Yeah, yeah. Nothing works like that anymore. Right. Yeah. It's all about shares. Yeah. Um. So, for him to be like not having the you know having what he wants and paying 44 billion you know mm. it says it's, it's crazy it's crazy. it's a crazy amount yeah for, I mean, even for just a social media platform right literally literally mm. and it's just that's just one of the platforms isn't it yeah and uh you know after after this he who knows what could have uh you know what he could have bought mm. as well what he thought he could have bought yeah. anyway but still um, yeah, I mean, you're paying that much, but still, it's not 100% yours, obviously, mm. and you're not getting, f- you know, the full details, yeah. or the conditions are not, you know, properly laid out or given to you as as requested. So obviously, mm. you know, obviously you're gonna you're gonna think, you know, forget this, but still, you know, you know, they're trying to sue him uh, in court. So let's see, you know, let's see how that sort of plans out um uh, as well hmm. um we were talking about covid isn't it and before um the daily record is 351 uh, not a daily record but uh 351,000 people in the UK um you know uh, contracted uh, contracted there as well um in fact that is that is a daily that daily infections uh, record as well hmm. so that's uh you know that is quite alarming 
that is quite alarming. If you if you if it was the same figure mm. last year, if this happened last year, yeah, we would have been a bit more a bit more serious about this mm. as well. Um, but yeah, you know, just like we mentioned, the fair the fair is gone. Mm. The fair is definitely gone, yeah. and people have you know just definitely forgotten about that as well. Mm. Um, I don't know. In other in other news, you know, sort of exciting news as well. Um, I'm not sure if you've seen that, but um, NASA reveals uh, new yeah, images yeah, I've, I've, in deep space, mm. in you know, in, in some and amazing, you know the amazing James Webb te- uh, telescope. It costs only, uh, not only, but uh, it costs around um, 10, 10 billion US 10 dollars. Ten billion. Yeah. Mm. So he, uh, Elon Musk could have bought four. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> but um, yeah, he'd rather spend his money, you know, elsewhere, but not really. But, uh, you know, obviously he's all about, uh, space, all about ex- space exploration space, yeah. and, you know, um, colonizing other planets. And SpaceX is his, isn't it? Yeah. No. no, I said space exploration. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. yeah so SpaceX is his program. his program. Yeah, and well. he wants to, you know, colonize Mars as well. More colonize yeah. Mars as well, yeah. Which, you know, I get he, it, but, you know, he, we, sh- we mean, should look after the planet we're all currently on instead of, you know, I mean, that's a whole, that's a whole, that's a uh, whole different topic yeah. that we can actually speak about as well. Mm. But yeah, definitely. I mean, definitely. there's so many but, things. That here but the images, you know, they, they actually look here in the world. so, so crazy, right? Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. It's like, uh, the, the th- it's, it's just, it's, you just think it's something mm. from a movie, isn't mm. it? The way it's, uh, the way it is. Yeah. And, um, you know, it's just, you know, when you, when I look at the pictures, mm. it just, Sort of, uh, sort of reminds me of um, you know things, things on a on a on a on a on a sort of uh, human level as well. Yeah. You know, if you look at cells, mm. it, it just looks like it just mm. looks like that. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Um, and uh, you know, it, I mean, definitely, it looks absolutely amazing. Mm. But uh, you know, there's different images of uh, of you know, there's a there's an image. Uh, where it looks like a whole sort of an explosion kind mm. of mm. and how everything is just you know expanding as well yeah um it you know it's definitely amazing um but you know it, the thing is is that these things will always improve you know mm. i mean we have we are in 2022 right now mm. and we've got these uh, these images which are you know the first of its kind yeah and they are in color as well this is another remarkable mm. thing as well. Mm. I mean, that it's in color. Yeah. Definitely. And uh, I mean, who knows? You know, maybe in five years, even ten years, um, because the because the universe is expanding, isn't it? Mm. So, how much of the universe can you actually take a picture of? And you know, all you know of I mean? those uh, the picture with all of the galaxies. Yeah. I was reading that all of that is in the portion of the of the sky with like if you hold a grain of sand mm. at the like tip of your finger and extend your arm, and only in that patch of sky mm. are all of those galaxies. Mm. So just imagine that, that's the thing, how isn't vast it? the you universe. You can't is. even you, you can't, can't even imagine. We can't we can't, can't fathom it. it. You can't fathom. It. You can't yeah. even understand it. I mean, mm. even if you if you say that a that a that a that a planet or a galaxy mm. is a thousand light years away, yeah, you know, and that's that's not even you know, uh, that's yeah, not yeah. even that much, mm. you know what I mean? Mm. That's not a lot. But that's even that, you can't fully mm. comprehend. Mm. You can't appreciate how you can't far appreciate that the is. Uh, speed of light either. You can't explain, right? Yeah, so yeah. A lot of them are like fifteen or twenty billion light years away. Yeah, but you right? can't even think about that. And we're seeing it like now, so that's how long the light took. To travel, to, to travel, to travel yeah. to. So this like, is this is basically looking at pictures of the past. Yeah, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. definitely. And you know, uh, I was reading that if um, 
so if we go to like say a distant planet and we get a massive telescope right mm. and that planet is like 65 billion years mm. uh, light years away from earth and we looked at earth we would be seeing the dinosaurs right now is it and it's theoretically it's possible yeah if we had a telescope that big if we had a telescope yeah, that big theoretically it's possible you'd be seeing dinosaurs right now the, the universe just works in like crazy mysterious yeah. ways yeah. like it's so it's so it's so fascinating and weird at the same time yeah i mean how how do you even take a picture like yeah. that or capture images mm. uh, uh, like that as well and you know just like we just like we're saying that the universe is always yeah. it's expanding isn't it mm. it's expanding so mm. maybe you know in 5 years or or in 10 years or in 20 years mm. you will take a picture and then maybe the pictures that we have now you yeah. will just be a little portion of it mm. you know one piece of a jigsaw jigsaw Definitely. and then <laughs> is a whole a whole another thousand piece jigsaw that we need to mm. that we need to uncover as well so it's it is definitely interesting as well but the pictures are you know absolutely stunning as well mm. um i mean uh, but then people people will be say isn't it oh yeah. look at look, look at all of this the, you know some people are so against the 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 idea of uh, of a, of a, of an almighty god hmm. that they say that it's it's too much in detail that's why it has to be by chance you know how does that make sense you know it's so supposed to be the opposite it's supposed to be the opposite of course it's it the is opposite. the opposite it is the opposite it is the opposite but you, i mean like from even from a, a person's view of like from the outside it should be from the opposite because everything is so intricate yeah. it can't have happened by chance but that's that's what people say isn't it people say that because it's so much in detail mm. because it's so everything is so much in line yes yeah, so obviously that like it, there that, has that no one is that perfect enough to to do <laughs> i mean it's stupid what people what exactly. people say You know, like if the Earth moved off its axis by even like a little bit, a, yeah. a, a millimeter, yeah. like th- there would be a catastrophe. I mean, yeah, it would be too hot or too yeah. cold, yeah. and then you know, it just the way the Earth is right now, mm. it's it's absolutely perfect yeah. on its axis. But still, you know, some people, some people, um, they they they're just so much against the idea of mm. believing in a god, and they it's almost as if they're afraid of it. Yeah. when they have nothing to to actually fear about as well i mean just like you mentioned it's the it's the the the, the reason or the way is uh, is so detailed that the the reason how um it's so it's so it's so intricate as well it's so it's so beautiful to even look at but it's so perfect everything is on in, in its orbit it yeah. has to be i mean of course there definitely has to be a, a god almighty who is controlling all of this who made all of this happen mm. and uh you know definitely um but you know some people some people choose not to choose not to think about these things as well uh you know they uh, there's also um that you know Ulysses is expanding in London yeah and that's going to uh, the cost of that will be around 200 million 200, 200 million 200 million 200 million but yeah. the thing is yeah well, when they, when there's Ulysses of course you know everyone everyone mm. wants to buy everyone wants to wants to drive around isn't it yeah no one i mean not everyone thinks mm. that okay you know what i'm going to rid of my car mm. and i'm going to rely on public transport i don't think many people yeah, would do not, that it's not it's not feasible it's, it's right? not feasible it's not it doesn't work like mm. that that's i mean that's not reality isn't yeah, it that's but then reality. but then you know like te- they, i understand they're trying to go towards like a more greener thing and you know get um everyone to like maybe move on to electric cars but it's they're not affordable at all 
and even if you do get an electric car they have crazy like road taxes and stuff and mm. other different taxes yeah. that which which you'll which, be saving money on fuel and you'll then, have less yeah. emissions but then you'll be you'll still be like splashing a lot of cash the thing on is other stuff. E- even even servicing yeah. electric cars mm. because there's not that many electric cars yeah. out there mm. there's not that many garages or mechanics that can actually fix and repair mm. uh, electric cars as well yeah. so you have to get it from the company yeah. and you know if you go to the company Crazy expensive. they're going to bump you they're going to yeah. they, because they can isn't it mm. because they can um the thing is is that not everyone is going to buy a new car but but i mean not not everyone can afford to buy a new car mm. i mean yes if you do get a petrol car um that may that may work out but a lot of people still want to still want to you know hang on to the hang on to the diesel cars as well um just because it's a bit more there's a it's you know it's a bit more efficient if you have a bigger car hmm. if you have a saloon but still but still you know it's not it's not cheap and hmm. when if ulis is expanding that means a lot of different places in the in in london yeah. are going to be you know are going to be hit by this as well and all those residents who are living in those places mm. in those towns they're going to be i mean they're going to be forced to either buy a new car or to get rid of their car and rely on public transport as well yeah. or you know get a bike get a cycle and then cycle to work or whatever mm. whatever they need to as well um so it's just it's just you know and and it's not just it's not just buying the car as well because buying the car you know at the moment yeah is so expensive hmm. buying the same car you know 3 4 5 years ago hmm. would have been you know quite quite cheaper than buying it than buying the same car now even if you just look at priuses as well hmm. buying priuses before you could buy a decent one for about 6 7000 Yeah. 5 6 7000 a decent one but at the moment it's you know the same sort of reg if you buy the same reg uh, prius is is a bit more expensive as well um you know priuses are in demand anyway hmm. but still um that's just one thing the prices uh, of cars are are increasing but also as you mentioned the the fuel is increasing as well the fuel yeah. is so yeah. much expensive hmm. that people are just uh, you know people you know people need to buy it so they're forced to buy it and then they you know they um is i mean it's a difficult it's mm. a this is it's a difficult one as well because you're getting hit by both sides as well um you know it's it's a difficult situation that we're in mm. so this weekend you know as um, a lot of um a lot of people will be aware uh, this weekend we celebrated you know all the muslims around the world uh, celebrated the eid al adha mm. um you know the eid of the sacrifice um everyone you know um, took part in different celebrations and uh they went to their local mosques for their eid prayers but you know there's just a, a, a few tragedies that befell our fellow ahmadi muslim brothers and sisters back in uh pakistan you know we are a minority over there and we are um there's not much religious freedom for us there at all and we're heavily persecuted so i, I even i read uh, one of the articles was uh, said that three um ahmadi Ahmadis, um Ahmadi Muslims in uh, Faisalabad they were killed because they partook in um like sacrificing mm. an animal on on the day of Eid and also there's you know there's another article saying that tra- it was a tragic Eid for Pakistan's uh, Ahmadi community at police desecrate graves so like there were people 
who were desecrating uh, graves mm. back in Pakistan and the mm. police yeah. instead of stopping them 53 graves in in Gujrawala region in uh, in Pakistan they they also took part, uh, part in desecrating the graves mm. yeah i read about yeah. yeah i read about that as well and that this is not you know i mean this is not the first time mm. as well um you know but obviously obviously our our thoughts and prayers are with all mm. of those people all of those families who had to who had to suffer and go through this uh, yeah. difficult trial uh, as well may Allah do much protect them as well mm. um but you know it's 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 about it's about education as well isn't it mm. um these people who are uneducated yeah. or they 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 misled they miseducated mm. as well mm. um you know people people tell them the wrong thing and then these people get get a bit excited and then they they commit these sort of attacks mm. and atrocities as well yeah um so it's just about you know i mean that's one thing educating these people educating the public mm. and telling them what the actual two true teachings of islam actually are yeah which you know which are the true teachings of uh, islam ahmadiyat as well mm. so when people realize this thing mm. then they will they will come to realize that you know we that, that we do practice the same islam mm. uh, which was uh, given to us by the holy prophet yeah. peace and blessings of allah be upon him as well uh, but you know just a brief that's just a brief um, yeah and you know there's just there's so many like uh, different narrations and different proofs in the, from the holy quran the hadith and you know from the sayings of the past previous uh, like you know big scholars and pious people of islam uh, that you know we also believe that the holy prophet peace and blessings of allah be upon him was the last law bearing prophet right mm. but it nowhere does it say that another prophet following in his footsteps and his complete you know submission he cannot come mm. uh, you know that's a debate a very long debate for another topic yeah. which maybe we can cover another day but you know it's just it's such a shame that you know uh, just because uh, there's a lot of people who are not educated properly and they're just told things by other like you know big uh, supposed big uh, clerics and mullahs of uh, of uh, their country hmm. that you know these people they they go completely against the teachings of Islam you should kill them you should do this to them and you know you should ridicule them and you should abuse them and uh, you know people are just people are just following these um, people like blindly like you know just sheep Yeah. Right, it's such a shame. It's such a it's such a shame as well. And mm. for those people who are living here in the mm. UK, um we've got so many we've got so many we've got We're so lucky to have such a religious freedom, you know. Literally. And uh, I was just going to say that uh, we've got about, you know, uh, give or take 150 different yeah. chapters up mm. and down the country mm. here in the UK. Mm. We've got quite a few mosques yeah. uh, as well. So if anyone if any of our listeners are out there and they're listening and they're sort of interested a little bit more hmm. come to one of our mosques yeah um you can find any of our mosques you know uh, you know on our on our websites as well hmm. um but also um our motto is love for or hatred for none yeah. and that's uh, you know that was one of the easy ways of finding any any of our mosques or, or any of our centers so if you want to come to our mosque our doors are always open hmm. come and have a chat we we you know we would love to answer any of your questions as well hmm. um Uh we're going to be taking a very short break and then after after that we'll be getting into our first segment of the morning which is does feeling happy cause you to feel healthy too today is uh Wednesday the 13th of July we'll be back after a short break عن ابي هريره رضي الله عنه ان رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم قال 
ينزل ربنا تبارك وتعالى كل ليلة إلى السماء الدنيا حين يبقى ثلث الليل الآخر يقول من يدعوني فأستجيب له من يسألني فأعطيه من يستغفرني فأغفر له Hazrat Abu Huraira r.a. narrates that the Holy Prophet وسلم, stated Our Lord, the Blessed, the Exalted, comes every night down on the nearest heaven to us when the last third of the night remains, saying, Is there anyone to invoke me so that I may respond to invocation? Is there anyone to ask me so that I may grant him his request? Is there anyone seeking my forgiveness? so that I may forgive him. Writings of the Promised Messiah God Almighty has bound up belief in his own existence with belief in his messengers. The reason for this is that man is invested with the capacity of believing in the unity of God as stone is invested with the capacity of flaring up and a messenger is like the flint which elicits the spark from the stone by striking it. It is Therefore, not possible that without the flint, that is to say, without a divine messenger, the spark of the unity of God may be ignited in a human heart. It is only a divine messenger who brings down Tawheed, belief in the unity of God, upon the earth, and it is achieved only through Him. God is hidden and displays His countenance only through a messenger. The Promised Messiah, peace be on him, founder of the Ahmadiyya Muslim community in Islam states, When the blessings of Allah are near at hand, he provides the prerequisites for the acceptance of prayer. The heart is stirred, warms up, and begins to glow. When, however, the moment is not opportune for the acceptance of prayer, the heart lacks that tranquility which results in turning towards God. However much one exerts oneself, the heart does not respond by exhibiting willingness. It is so because at times God exerts His decree so that His will be done, and at other times He concedes to the prayer of His servants. That is why as long as I do not perceive the signs of God's willingness, I do not entertain much hope for the acceptance of prayer. At such times, I submit to the will of my Lord with greater pleasure than that which I derive from the acceptance of prayer. Indeed, I know that the blessings and fruits of this submission to the will of God are greater by far. Selections from the Writings of the Promised Messiah Upon whom be peace, the founder of the Ahmadiyya movement in Islam. God is the light of the heavens and the earth. Every light that is seen, be it high or low, whether it belongs to souls or pertains to bodies, or be it substantive or attributive, whether hidden or evident, be it subjective or objective, it is a mere bounty of His grace. This is a sign which indicates that the bounties of Allah encompass everything. He is the source of all grace and is the ultimate cause of every light, the fountainhead of all mercies. His being is the support of the universe and is the refuge of all, high and low. He it is who brought everything out of the darkness of nothingness 
and bestowed upon everything the mantle of being. No being other than he exists by itself or is eternal. All other beings are recipients of his grace, earth and heaven, man and beast, stones and trees, souls and bodies. All are sustained by his grace. Listening to the Voice of Islam Radio. You're listening to the Voice of Islam Radio. Broadcasting on DAB via the internet 24 hours a day. Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim in the name of Allah the most gracious ever merciful welcome back to the breakfast show dear listeners we'll be delving straight into our first segment of the morning does feeling hap- uh, happy cause you to feel healthy too the gist of the story is a study that uh, manipulated people's happiness with an intervention revealed that happiness and health are positively related Hmm. In the study, increasing people's happiness both increased feelings of health and decreased feeling of sickness. Increasing people's happiness, however, did not affect objective measures of health according to the study in a three-month period. Hmm. Well, they always say, isn't it, um, hmm. that laughter, laughing is, is, is the best remedy. Isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you're if you're ill, if you're feeling sick, mm. if you're you know feeling a bit down, mm. um, a bit under the weather, mm. laughter is you know one of the one of the things which 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 can get you through, mm. which can get you through these things as well. I thought you were going to mention a um, happy wife, happy life, <laughs> because you know you're you're married as <laughs> well. That's so. that's true as well. That's true. <laughs> no, that's true as well. I mean, if you you know if you're happy, yeah. if you're happily married, then that's yeah. a, that, that's a big blessing. But definitely, if you're if you if you're not happily married, then that's you know that can be hmm. that can be challenging. You know, hmm. you don't want to be in that situation. Definitely, um, God forbid. But still, you know, laughter, hmm. laughter can get you. Th- you know, whether it's with your with your with your partner, hmm. with your you know with with your friends, with your family members, with your yeah. siblings. Um, laughter is one of the best things as well, and mm. it, and it will just get you through that 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 dark period. Yeah, um, it, it's 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 something which 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 is promoted and it mm. should be promoted as well. And you know what, like truly, what is true happiness? It's like mm. contentment, right? That's the when, thing. When when you're thing, yeah. you're just content with 
you're just with life. Uh, you with life, right? With life, literally. And then, and then, you know, time and time we come back to this verse of the Holy Quran, Allah bi dhikrillahi tatmin al qurub that surely there is contentment, like the, our hearts will fi- find contentment in the remembrance of Allah. Yeah. Which is true, and you know, like we, it's like we pray as Muslims, we pray five times a day, and you know, you take a break. It's a break from the real world, hmm. and you just let go of all your worries, and you. You supplicate, you yeah. You yeah, just supplicate you in front out. of God. You let Him know everything, and it just, it just feels so good, hmm. right? Yeah, it feels it's, so relaxing. It, it is exactly. It is exactly that as well. Mm. You, you you cut off from the world five yeah. times a day, and you you just you just talk to God. You speak mm. to Him. You ask Him. You beg of Him. You yeah. Know, you, you know all all of your problems, your uh, your difficulties. You can lay them out, mm. and then after that, you'll feel. Uh, much better as well. Those people who haven't tried it, they should, you know, try it at least. You know, try yeah. it once yeah. at least, yeah. just to see, just to see yeah, how, know, even, how it even feels. Even in uh, pl- uh, like situations like near death situations, like you know, mm. people like um, atheist people don't believe in God or just anyone mm. who will be say a plane's about to crash or something, they will resort to prayer because they don't see anything like they don't that see anything that can save them that's true and even if they don't believe in it they'll they might say like oh lord or oh jesus christ like something like they that they might right? say something isn't it yeah, yeah. like um, please save us yeah even if even if they're the, the worst yeah. of the worst yeah. of the atheists isn't yeah. it yeah yeah uh, it's it, that's you mm. know it, it's true it's true mm. it's very interesting as well it just goes to show that it's embedded in in mm. in mankind definitely um definitely. that you know that there is a existence of god as well and mm. and that just comes out in certain times as well, but the and thing is, what well, you mentioned, uh, contentment, yeah, isn't it? Yeah. And contentment is just being, just being, just being happy, just mm. being, You're being happy with what you have, and with what, what yeah. you have. And one of the best ways to do that is to is to you know by you know there's a there's a there's a, there's a saying of the Holy Prophet peace and blessings of Allah be upon him. Mm. He said that you know spiritually, look at that person. Who, who who is better than you? Yeah, you know, yeah. It, spiritually being, you know, that person mm. prays more than you. Mm. He 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 fulfills his duties to God. He fulfills mm. his duty to mankind uh, more than you, and he he he's in a better state than you spiritually, right? Mm. So when you look at that person, you would always want to be want to become better. Yeah, and then in in, in, in you know for, for worldly affairs mm. or for worldly matters, mm. always look at that person who's below you. Yeah. Then you'll yeah. be a bit more content as well. Mm. If you look at someone who's below you, mm. in other words, saying this person, you know, I have a car. This person mm. doesn't even have a mm. car. Mm. I have, you know, I have this. I mm. can eat three times a day. This yeah. person only eats twice a day or mm. once a, once mm. a day. So if you look at those people who are lesser than you in world, you know, worldly matters, mm. then you will always be content and you'll be mm. thankful. You'll be thankful. You'll be grateful as well yeah. for what you have. Mm. But if you do the opposite, mm. if you look at those people who have more than you, mm. then you will never be, you never be satisfied, mm. um, you know, in worldly affairs. Definitely. Uh, so, you know, this is a very, you know, this is a key thing to Humi- Humility itself humility. is a very key, key thing, you know, in, not just in Islam. Well, just, yeah, to, yeah. It's, uh, it's important. It's important. Mm. I mean, if you, if, if you're, if you're not, if you're ungrateful, mm. then you're always going to be thinking, oh, you're always going to be miserable. Mm. And you can have, you can be, you know, you can be a millionaire. You could be a multi-millionaire. Yeah. But still, you might not be. You might not find that contentment. You might not find that that satisfaction in life as well. Because yes, you can buy whatever you want, mm. but you just don't have that that inner peace, that happiness, mm. which you know, which can get you through these things as well. But inner peace is 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 one thing which you know 
it's it's a it's a difficult thing to achieve. But once you have that, you don't need much. You don't need much money. Yeah. Uh, you know, to to actually stay happy as well. So, we'll be continuing this topic. Um, you know, after the break as well. So do yeah. do stay do stay tuned. Uh, obviously, uh, you know, it's an interactive show as well. Mm-hmm. If you want to get in touch with us, the number to call in as always is zero two zero eight six eight seven seven eight seven eight. You can also tweet to us at Voice of Islam UK or leave us any messages or comments on our Instagram page, which is also Voice of Islam UK. But do stay tuned after the break as we will continue this topic a bit more. Um, don't go anywhere. Assalamualaikum. You are listening to the recording of a live show. Please do not call or text as this is a recording and lines are now closed. Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim in the name of Allah the most gracious ever merciful. Welcome back to the breakfast show dear listeners. We were discussing our topic earlier. Let's feeling happy cause you to feel healthy too. And you know I'm delighted to say that we do have an interview with one of our guests Art Markman who has a PhD and is a professor of psychology and marketing. Uh, and the vice uh, provost of continuing and professional education and new education ventures at the University of Texas at Austin so we'll be listening to that interview now thank you very much for joining us can you please tell us about your role as a professor of psychology and marketing and what it entails sure i am a i focus on doing research uh, in in the area of cognitive psychology so i study reasoning and decision making and motivation and really i can do that by asking people very general kinds of questions and giving them very general kinds of things that they can do but it's also possible to apply that specifically to the things that people are doing when they're making everyday kinds of decisions shopping or deciding what kind of a car to buy. And so there's a lot of overlap between our general understanding of the way that human psychology works and specifically some of the things that might be of interest to folks in the business world if they're trying to figure out how to influence the kinds of decisions that people make. Okay, so um, sort of linking to that, uh, thinking about um, our moods and um, what sort of impacts us. Uh, what are the mental and physical benefits of having a happy mood and how can a happy mood be achieved? Yeah, there's a lot to be said for, for having positive moods in general, happiness in particular. And uh, a lot of what it does is it, it, it relaxes the body, which just um, really helps people to be expansive in the way that they're thinking about things. It's much easier to try to be creative in the way that you're thinking about things if you're relaxed in that way, because um, the alternative would be to be stressed or anxious where you tend to be very vigilant about something that might go wrong. Whereas when you're when you're feeling happy, you're much more likely to consider things that you haven't done before, to try new things, to consider new ideas, and to really be open to new experiences. So that's a real benefit. Now, when you when you think about how to maintain that kind of positive mood, about half of the difference between people and how happy they are is actually a reflection of just genetics. There are some people who are naturally high, more happy than others. Uh, but for those who, who may not be naturally happy, there are several things that you can begin to do. So spending your time thinking about your connections to other people, 
focusing on positive things that have happened to you in the past, um, putting yourself into situations in which you get to experience the, the, the positive results of your efforts. All of those are things that can help to maintain that positive mood, particularly if you're someone who just doesn't naturally gravitate in that direction. Okay, and so would you say that actions like, um, uh, for example, exercising and um, being healthy, um, we can also sort of uh, relate that or correlate that to happiness. Um, and so would you say that there is a correlation between being healthy and being happy? It's an interesting thing. There are definitely relationships between happiness and health. And the interesting thing is they run in both directions. So happy people often engage in behaviors that will keep them healthy. They're more likely to eat well, to exercise. They're less likely to engage in behaviors that might harm health, like smoking or, or drinking to excess. But there's also growing evidence that people who exercise, people who eat well, who change their diet, also tend to increase their happiness. And so it does seem to run in both directions. So definitely, if you are the sort of person who isn't always feeling as happy as you might like to, getting out and exercising, getting out and, and doing things that are good for you will, in the long run, increase your overall level of happiness. Thank you. And so if there's a correlation between happiness and healthy, health, being healthy, would you say that similarly, there's also or would be a correlation between feeling unwell and poor health related to being unhappy? Relationship in both directions. I think that that people who are feeling in ill health, it's just harder to, um, to be happy. It's harder to feel good. And it's easier to feel stressed and anxious. Stress and anxiety are things you experience when there's a threat in your world and, and a health uh, problem is a threat to you. And so you are naturally worried about it and naturally stressed about it. Now, that doesn't mean that if you're suffering from Ill, Ill health that you can't be happy, you're going to have to work a lot harder at it. You're going to have to really engage in some of those other kinds of activities that are associated with trying to lift your mood and lift your level of happiness. Uh, but, but all else being equal, people who are suffering from ill health tend to be less happy than those who are, who are healthy. Um, so I think in this day and age, especially uh, whenever you want to look at the news, you always see someone's either unfortunately died or something has, you know, something wrong has happened. And so it really, you find it difficult to see really positive things in your life. So could you tell our listeners about something maybe that you have tried to do in your life that make that you that makes sure that you don't actually fall you know i don't feel uh, unhappy and you try to keep your mood up because as i said there are more some of the negative things that are happening around us than positive things yeah I, and certainly um the news and social media often focuses on on less positive things and so it is really important to disconnect every now and again and and to just connect with people around you rather than just the the latest social media feed. But I'm a big believer in trying new things, in, in trying, you know, in learning new things that you weren't able to do before. There's a real boost that comes with that. I, I know when I was in my mid-30s, I, I took up the saxophone. And 
it was a joyous experience. I mean, there were some days of frustration because it sounded, as my my youngest son once said, it sounded like I was moving chairs in the kitchen. But, um, <laughs> but it 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 you know the, the the ability to learn a new thing that I didn't know was you know brought me a tremendous amount of joy. And and more recently, when the pandemic started, I I bought a a bicycle and and not having cycled since I was a a kid, um, I. I started out not being too good at it being a little bit wobbly but but now get to go out with friends on the weekend and and bicycle with them and you know this this ability to learn new things and to remind yourself that at any age you can still learn new things still try new things is is i think a a real potential source of continued happiness and something that uh, a lot of people don't take advantage of a lot of people they get out of school uh, get into their early 20s and then decide all right they've they've basically learned everything they're going to learn and and i think that that recognizing that there's always an opportunity to try something that you haven't done before and to become if not great at it at least somewhat good at it uh is is something that that i think can really keep you happy o- over a long period of time yeah, definitely. Like it's just about learning new skills and because it's the different experiences that you get, you know, trying and trying and to learn different things. And um, I think especially nowadays, there's a lot of push for students and different everyone really to learn new languages and new skills. So uh, I think this should be a call to our listeners that if, there, if this is something, if there's something that you've been wanting to learn or wanting to try out new, that you should take this day today uh, and start learning something new. So thank you very much uh, for joining us uh, here today on Rostislam Radio Station. We really enjoyed listening to you telling us about how we can keep our moods happy and how there is a link between happiness and having good health. Thank you very much. Yeah, it was my pleasure. Thanks so much. That was a you know very interesting take from the professor where he you know shared some great knowledge upon how um, you know having um, being happy can also um, like make you uh, healthy as well, keep you mm. healthy. Mm. You know, as we as we were mentioning, as we were mentioning before as well, that um, being content is, mm. uh, is 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 very key um, to all you know to all of these things as well. Yeah. Um, and uh, you know, once when you are when you are content, mm. then you're more grateful uh, as well. And Allah the Almighty mentions that if you if you are grateful, then I will give you much more. Mm. But if you are ungrateful, then my my punishment is very severe indeed. Yeah. Um, it's related by by her Sahal, peace uh, uh, may Allah be pleased with him. He was a companion of the Holy Prophet, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him. That a man came to the Holy Prophet, uh, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, and said that, "O oh, O oh, O oh, 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 Messenger of Allah, please let me know what to do when you know that Allah may may love me, and people and uh, and people also like me as well." The Holy Prophet, peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, said that. Forsake and abandon the the world, and Allah will love you. Don't desire for the for the things people people have, and people will also love you. This saying of the Holy Prophet peace and blessings of Allah be upon him contains, you know, a, a a wonderful instruction to to attain how to attain true happiness in your life. And if if you don't desire what people have, no one will be jealous of you, and people will definitely love you. And this is a a a sure way. Um, to to definitely bring happiness as well. And I mean that that the other saying that we was we talking about before of the Holy Prophet peace and blessings of Allah be upon him. When it comes to spiritual things, spiritual matters, look at those people 
who who are who are more than you or who are you know who who are ahead of you. But in worldly affairs and worldly matters, look at those people who are below you, and you will definitely you know have that satisfaction and contentment of uh, of heart as well. Mm. So, dear listeners, we hope you've been enjoying today's show so far. Uh, we were you, you know just wrapping up our first segment of the show. Uh, does feeling happy cause you to feel healthy too? If you do have any questions or any feedback, please do give us a ring at the station and, you know, we can uh, take on um, all your points at 0286-877-878 or, you know, tweet us at Voice of Islam UK. Um, we'll be moving on to our next segment now, Five Friends We All Need. Hmm. So the key to building an effective group of friends is having a collection of people who provide different strengths and types of support. In this segment, we'll discuss, you know, the importance of friends and what Islam says regarding the rights of friends. The term kitchen cabinet is used to refer to a close and trusted group of friends. An adult's kitchen cabinet should contain the following type of friends. Sweet, sour, salty and um, umami. Uh, so a sweet friend is someone, you know, you can argue with, with and say nice things. And, it's, you know, mm. he's, they're extremely important mm. to guard us from certain negative aspects of friendship. Yeah. Then a salty friend would be, you know, someone who's sharp and someone who's edgy. Yeah. And they have, a you know, a slight lower level of agreeability. and But they're also essential. Yeah. And they can also, you know, allow us to realize essential aspects of reality. Then you there'll be the sour friend. Who who uh, who can validate and help us and elaborate on certain negative emotions and moods? These type of friends can help you know boost self-esteem. And then the last type, uh, umami. These friends are usually you know old friends as they're they're, they're the long-term friends hmm. who've shared like memorable experiences with, and you know they allow us to appreciate how far we have come in life. I don't know. Have you seen? Have you seen that? I think it's a there's a Disney there's a Disney movie called Inside Out. Yeah. Yeah, 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 and they've got you know little emotions inside, mm, and mm. then they they play their own their own their own part as well. It's a little mm. bit like that, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or you could you know you just watch the ten seasons of Friends. <laughs> <laughs> you could do that. Uh, yeah. yeah, you could do that as well. Yeah. So you know, um, the benefits of like having you know there's a, there's a lot of like uh, introverts uh, out there who you know they might rather. They might want to be like a bit secluded, stay to mm. themselves, and it's not necessarily they might want to. Maybe they 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 just find it difficult to approach people. Mm. But you know, some in in some cases, some scenarios where you being um, not necessarily an extrovert, someone who's a bit sociable, mm. um, they might you know just want to go out and you know just reach out to those people. And once you do get to know them, they they they're quite nice as well. And you know, uh, they ov- obviously they want to make friends as well because. Um, friendships you know they make you happier right and they make you want to like in hard times Mm. if you if you're going through a hard time you can you know just uh, have like um, not necessarily you could have a shoulder to cry on as well but you can have someone to share to bring you back yeah to share your feelings with or to bring you back from the brink Mm. of anything that's true that's true right? and you know you know it's good that you mentioned that as well because you know in the time of the holy prophet peace and blessings of, blessings of allah be upon mm. him there was this uh, brotherhood system which he which he established as well yeah and which is called muakhat yeah um in arabic that just it means brotherhood yeah. and what that basically was or the reason why he did that was to was to sort of get two people together and make them sort of buddies, you know, buddies with each other. If they have any difficulties, they can share that with each other. 
I mean, just like you mentioned, if they if they were going through any sort of uh, hard time, then mm. they could share that, and they could bring each other back as well. So there was two times when this brotherhood system was actually established, and once it was once established in uh, in you know when the Muslims were in Mecca, were living in Mecca, yeah, and uh, you know they were getting persecuted left, right, center, mm. uh, almost on a daily mm. basis, and uh, this was you know the, the first time where it happened. And then after the migration as well, after thirteen long years mm. of uh, you know of this enduring persecution and all of this, the Muslims were told to migrate to to Medina, mm. and uh, when then the Holy Prophet peace and blessings of Allah be upon him established his brotherhood system, uh, and that was between one migrant and one person who was already living in in Medina, mm. so the Ansar, mm. the Muhajirin and the Ansar, so one of them and one of them were actually put together and you know friends were actually or you, you know it's not just friends it, it, they were made brothers with yeah. you know with one another as well and there was so much they 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 fulfilled the rights of that so much where you know one of the per, one of the person actually you know one of the people actually said that if you you know I have I have you know I have two wives or I have three wives if you want then I can you know I can divorce one of them and you can you can marry one of my wives as well so they 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 literally fulfilled this brotherhood system, to you know in this friendship sort of system to to such an extent where it's difficult to imagine it, uh, you know, in this day and age as well. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm delighted to say that we do have our, um, you know, our first guest um, of the morning for this topic uh, on the line with us today. Um, he, Professor Robin Dunbar, who is a psychologist um, and has achieved a PhD in his uh, respective field. Good morning, uh, peace and blessings of Allah be upon you and welcome to the breakfast show, Professor. Um, Good morning. Thank you for joining us. You know, it's always a pleasure to have such, uh, you know, esteemed guests on the show. Just to begin with, could you tell us um, like about um, uh, like uh, just the you the, know, the, the the evolution sort of uh, system of of uh, of all of this uh, you know from uh, from what everyone needs to know um specifically from you know the oxford university press 2019 right. yep <clears throat> so I, I guess uh um what i've been interested in here is how human societies human ways of behaving have evolved over the course of our long uh, history uh, on, on, on this planet. Um, we are part of the kind of primate zoological group there, if you like, our cousins. So a lot of my early work was spent studying um, monkeys in, in, in Africa. Um, but the second half of my research, I became much more interested in, in humans, <coughs> human behavior, because human behavior is much more complicated than any any other species of, of animals. So, and one of the striking things about all the primates, <coughs> and especially humans, is these very strong bonded relationships they have, which in humans we call friendships. You know, they're deeply meaningful <coughs> relationships, and and um, uniquely among all the birds and uh, mammals of the world. Um, the, the monkeys and apes share this trait with us. They're very, very similar. So my early research in, in studying animals 
made me interested in this topic. And then I kind of realized that humans were even more interesting from this point of view because of the great complexity of their, their um, social behavior. And it's that social behavior which has made us as a species so successful because it's allowed us to make to form large communities that work together and help each other out. Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, you're, you 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 are a professor of uh, evolutionary psychology, um, for, you know, from the department yes. of experimental psychology as well. So that was you know one of the reasons why we asked you that as well. Um, but you know, moving on, moving on from that, talking about your talking about the research that you conducted concerning um, all of these you know different types of friendships as well as you mentioned studying uh studying animals and then all the way you know taking that into taking humans you know into account as well because obviously humans are a bit more complex than mm. than animals what was your research what what did you conduct uh, in your research well <clears throat> mainly this has been looking at i guess two questions one is <clears throat> can we have an infinite number of friends is it possible to um have you know 3,000, 4,000, 5,000 friends. And by friends here, we also include family, although you might think of family as a special case of friendship. Um, uh, so it's, you know, family relationships are a little bit different to ordinary friendships, but they both are doing the same thing. But, you know, do, is there a limit on the number of these relationships we can have? And then two questions, I guess, come out of that. Why are we limited in the number that we have, and how, what are the mechanisms, the psychological mechanisms by which we make friendships? And, and the limit on the number of friendships turns out to be about 150 people. So um, these are what I, I would call the relationships that you know you have known for some time. Uh, it has a history. Um, they're meaningful relationships to you. These are people who will help you out without thinking about um, uh, should I or should I not help this person. Um, <clears throat> of course, we know more people uh, than that. Um, and in fact, the limit seems to be about 5,000 um, as the number of people we can tell are either familiar to us or, or are strangers we've not seen before. But all those 5,000 people are not what we would think of really as friends, the people who will come and help us when we need help, turns out to be about 150. And most of our social time and social effort is given to, to those people. Um, of course, the way we... And that's really a consequence of, of how our brain is designed. It's almost as though we have only 150 slots in our minds for friendships of this kind, relationships of this kind, we can't really cope with more. Uh, mm. You know, some people do uh, can have more, other people have fewer. The average is always, it seems, about 150. But even all those 150 are not, are not equal because it actually consists of a series of layers of friendships, uh, which begins with a small group of about five, <clears throat> five people right in the center of your social world, if you like which we call the shoulders to cry on friends because when your world collapses completely in a disaster of some kind, these are the ones who will uh, pick you up and, and put you back on your feet and 
help you out um, selflessly without even thinking about it. And then beyond that are more layers of less close friendships, but those, those five inner core shoulders to cry on friends, which usually includes two family members and two friends and uh, one more from either side, are the ones that really matter. And they have a huge effect on your health, um, your physical health, your mental health, um, but also they're the ones that give you joy. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, that just uh, brings on to the next question that I was going to ask you as well. That what 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 functions do these um, you know relationships serve okay. in our lives? I mean, you, you spoke about the inner sort of the the inner circle as well. But if you, can you expand on the other mm. yep. sort of the other friends as well? So. <clears throat> I mean, I suppose if you go back in in historical time into our past, um, this number 150 seems to have been the size of a typical village. Um, mm. This is true here in 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 Britain. A thousand years ago, the average size of villages was about 150 people, and if you look at hunter-gatherer communities in different parts of the world now, this is their natural community size and that looks like it's a defensive um, uh, arrangement as it were these, these this is the people who who help protect you against uh, threats from 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 outside the community uh, whether those threats are uh, predators animals uh, or uh, other humans maybe <coughs> uh, raiding now that doesn't happen so much now so the kind of function has changed a little bit to become a more of an information uh, service, if you like. So one of the important things that wider group does for you is to provide you with information about where the good deals are, um, uh, where where the um, you know, sort of latest ideas for. <clears throat> Uh, whatever it might be, uh, whether it be music or uh, comedy or, or whatever, um, you know, the, that information tends to come from within that, that 150. And is, is until probably very recently, um, in all cultures, that's where you found your, you were mentioning um, <coughs> uh, marriages um, uh, a moment ago. Um, and that's where historically you would have got most of your marriage partners from, uh, something like 70%, even in, in um, American and European um, uh, in cultures, 70% of your um, husbands, future husbands or wives came from within this 150 people or were an introduction um, uh caused by somebody in, in that 150 circle. Um, so they would, you know, if they knew you were looking for a husband or wife, they would uh, um, uh, explore their contacts and <laughs> see if there's somebody suitable uh, to introduce you to. So that, those are still quite important um, uh, um, functions for us. But I, I think the, it, the layers inside that, there's a kind of, layer at about 15, which is generally called the sympathy group, who are people you feel very attached to. They're not the shoulders to ground friends, but um, you feel very attached to them. Uh, you know, you really would be very upset if, 
if, for example, they died uh, suddenly. Um, that that group really also provides a lot of your everyday um, support yeah. and, and your 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 friendship, uh, your social circles, as it were. And then outside that, beyond that, or you know, for example, child, help with childcare, you know, would tend to come from within that circle of 15 people um, and then the, the middle there is about 50 people which I always think of as the kind of I don't know what you call it the party party group you know if you decided to have a, a party maybe not a big party like a wedding but just a, a party to celebrate your birthday then then you would tend to um, ask the people in that 50 circle there. so these layers kind of do different things for us um, because you know that that's part and parcel of the complexity of our social world that we live in requires different kinds of support, and, and those layers seem now, even now, to to provide those different kinds of support for us. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, thank you, thank thank you for that as well. Because I think this is very you know it's it's needed as well when people need to realize you know these different steps and these different types of circles in in friendships as well mm. um when it comes to behavioral mechanisms what so, what sort of behavioral mechanisms underpin social bonding in, in in humanity as a whole okay yeah i might just add actually to the last question you know that Friendships in general, these, these close relationships, particularly in the inner two circles, the mm. five and 15 layers, <clears throat> really have a huge effect on your, your uh, health and well-being, both your physical health and your psychological health. Um, this has been a big, big surprise to us. We only discovered it within the last 10, 15 years, maybe. Wow. But your, you know, even your risk of things like a second heart attack after you've had one heart attack, your risk of depression, your your um, uh, ability to overcome all the just the silly winter colds, mm. but also the more serious things, uh, are all correlated with the number of and the quality how good the friendships are, but the, especially the number of <clears throat> um, uh, close friends that you have. So. You know, we, these are so important just from that point of view that um, we need to invest lots of time in maintaining those friendships. And it, it's, they are very costly to maintain. You have to devote um, uh, a lot of time um, uh, every week, let's say, um, to the close friends. And those five people in the center we devote about 40% of our total social time to our total social effort mm. and about 60% altogether uh, to, the, to the five and the 15 circles. So those 15 people that make up those two circles um, account for about 60% of our time and our emotional effort um, in maintaining relationships. So the question then is, how do we do that? Well, <clears throat> um, uh, there's sort of two different um, mechanisms, one, two different parts involved here. One is a very ancient one, which is just physical contact, so just the kinds of stroking and patting and hand-holding and, and uh, so on that we do with our very close 
friends and family and our children and so on. Mm. Um, these trigger <clears throat> the endorphin system in the brain. The endorphin system is the mechanism for social bonding in all monkeys and apes and humans. So it makes us feel very relaxed and calm, but at the same time very bonded and trusting people we do these activities with. And that's done uh, in all monkeys, apes, and humans by this physical contact, the kind of stroking and the uh, arm around the shoulder and, and, and the uh, physical contact that we have all, are doing all the time with our very close um, uh, friends and family. But then <clears throat> to create the friendships in the outer circles, because these are less intimate, the physical contact is obviously very intimate, so you don't do it with people you're not intimate with mm -hmm. uh, but to yeah. bond these people in the outer circles we use uh, or we have in the course of history really discovered ways of um, uh, triggering the endorphin system without having to touch uh, physically touch another person which means you can then do it with lots of people and these include laughter singing uh, dancing um, uh, feasting together so eating uh, socially together, um, uh, telling emotional stories, and the rituals of religion. All of these we've shown trigger the endorphin system. And all of them uh, make you, when you do them with somebody, make you feel very warm and bonded towards this individual, and therefore very willing to um, uh, help them out and, uh, when they need it and want to spend time with them and, and these kind of things that, that characterize our friendships. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, well, I should, should add, actually, yeah. it's quite interesting in this context because that's a kind of pharmacological mechanism, a physiological mechanism, but human friendships are also characterized by <clears throat> a psychological, uh, sociological component, if you like, which we call the seven pillars of friendship. Um, which are like, they're kind of like a supermarket barcode, if you like, of who you are, and they identify the community you come from. Um, so they're like seven dimensions of friendship, um, and they are sharing the same language, or better still, the same dialect, um, having been growing up in the same uh, place, um, uh, having the same uh, career trajectory, um, having uh, the same hobbies and interests, having the same moral, political, and religious views, that, that's all one dimension, having the same sense of humor and liking the same kinds of music. And the more of these you tick with somebody, the stronger the friendship is and the more willing you are to be altruistic to them. So friendships kind of work at two levels in humans. One is this kind of um, deep uh, physiological uh, mechanism underpinned by the endorphin system but this the second mechanism which works in parallel to this mm. is this purely psychological one it's purely cultural so these are things you learn but what they do is they identify the community you come from so it means I know how you think um, I, I know how much I can trust you mm. I know you you see the world from the same way that I see the world so and on, on the same on the same wavelength Exactly. Well, isn't it? Exactly. And those are things that change through life as you meet different, as you move from one community of people to another in the course of your life. But yeah. what's really important is the community you grow up in 
um, in your teenage years, we think. Uh, that really sets the kind of baseline mm. for that. I mean, it's it's an interesting, it's a very interesting topic as well. Uh, Robin Dunbar, it's, it's been an absolute pleasure speaking to you as well. And I'm, I'm sure that, you know, you, you, you are quite passionate about this as well. So maybe in, in the future, if we do another show, uh, hopefully we can get you, uh, speak to you, speak to you again sometime in the future as well. Well, thank you for, for oh, your time today. Always a pleasure. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. That was Robin Dunbar from the uh, University of Oxford, very, very passionately, you know, uh, yeah. talking to us, uh, yeah. speaking to us about this uh, as well, different mechanisms, different uh, friendship circles yeah. as well, and it's, it's all very interesting stuff as well. Hmm. Um, but it's just, uh, you know, it's, it, it just goes to show that there's so much that, uh, which is, you know, there's so much which is out there which you don't even know. Um, you know the the intricacies of of all of this as well. I mean, just look at friendships. I mean, uh, he just mentioned as well that these discoveries that we you know finding about these inner circles and all of these different sort of things mm. we just found about it. You know, uh, you know, a decade ago. Um, yeah. So it's it's pretty new stuff, isn't mm. it? It's pretty new stuff. Mm. So all of getting getting to grips with all of these things are, are you know it's very interesting as well. You know, there's a verse in the Holy Quran. In chapter 49, verse uh, 11, where Allah the Almighty mentions, Surely all believers are brothers, so make peace between brothers and fear Allah, that mercy may be shown to you. Hmm. Um, you know, in, and in the, in, the very, in the very next verse, Allah the Almighty mentions that, O ye who believe, let not one people deride another people who may be better than they, nor let women deride other women. Who may be better than they, and defame not your own people, nor call one another by nicknames. Bad indeed is evil reputation after the profession of belief, and those who repent not are the wrongdoers. Hmm. So it, it, it mentions over here that Allah the Almighty wants wants us to to become brothers. He hmm. wants us hmm. to be to be friends. Brothers Definitely. over here mean, you know, hmm. means friends. Hmm. Means very close friends. Hmm. And it mentions in another in another place in the Holy Quran as well that those people who don't believe, hmm. you know, they, they maybe have they, they have different beliefs or they believe in their belief is you know a little bit contradictory. Tell them with you know tell them what the truth is with wisdom hmm. and goodly exhortation. And when that will happen when you would do that to them, um, speak to them in a polite manner, and then what will happen that those people who are your your sworn enemies, mm, mm. they will become like your like your heartwarm um, brothers as well. Yeah, um, your friends, your they will become your close friends. So that goes to show as well that you know it's just it is in the psyche as well that we we want we want to be we want to be close with one another. Mm. We want to have good relations with one another. And the more you do that, mm. the more the society will be at peace. Mm. And you know, then the you know, when when there's peace, there's happiness as well. And that you know, sort of, mm. it's sort of a, a sort of a next part to. Yeah. I mean, it's a good, it's a good, it's a good reason why we're talking about this mm. as well. Because first we spoke about happiness, isn't it, in the first mm. part, and now we're speaking about uh, about friendships. So all of these things are, are very, very much important. Yeah. And you also, you know, Islam teaches us um, a lot about, um, there's a big mention of uh, um, getting sohbati um, salihin, meaning, um, you know, staying in close proximity of those who are righteous. And that is the correct, uh, you know, the correct way that, you know, it um, 
sohbat basically means um company is comp- a yeah. company yeah when you're in in company with someone right mm. so people's um feelings people's thoughts they can have a great effect on you as well right so if someone um someone they have a, like a strong pr- like a pressure mm. type of thing mm. like a strong aura that can rub off on you mm-hmm. and it can lead you to do negative things as well yeah if they if if it's a negative person or if it, if on the other hand it's a positive person that's why islam teaches you to stay in the company of those who are righteous mm. so they can lead you down the right path even if you are not one of the righteous they they aura will basically overcome yours i mean it's is is i mean peer pressure is one of those things peer as well, isn't yeah, it peer I mean, pressure yeah peer pressure if you have if you have good friends mm. if you have good friends um and they always you know doing good things then you would be sort of unintentionally you'll be you also be doing those good things mm. as well but if your friends are sort of you know they 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 get they get in trouble quite a lot they 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 do sort of bad things they get involved in you know I- immoral immoral behaviors and they, you know they're not very nice people even if you stay even if you stay if you stay in their company and you don't yep. do those bad things yep. there will come a time Mm. where you would you know do one thing mm. and that will lead to the other thing mm. and that will lead to another thing and then mm. you, before you know it, you'll be you'll, mm. be you'll be just like them as well yeah. this is why in the holy quran allah the almighty mentions that you know don't follow the footsteps of satan mm. that you know not people don't become the the worst of the worst you know you know in within the hour or overnight yeah. you gra- it's a gradual process as well just like yeah. becoming good is a gradual process becoming bad is also a gradual process mm. as well you do one bad thing that will lead to the other bad thing mm. and that will lead to the uh, mm. the third and the fourth and then before you know it you'll be you'll be a very bad person but mm. you know th- this is why Allah the Almighty mentions to to keep in a company of good don't follow the footsteps of satan yeah but all uh, and also all brothers are you know all muslims uh, all believers are our brothers so you know make peace between between each mm. other as well Would you have a very, you know, brief audio clip in regards to friendship and brotherhood? So let's listen to that one briefly. The Holy Prophet peace be upon him once said that a person picks the deen or the way of life of his close friend. So let each of you look very closely at who he chooses as friends. And I think there's so much wisdom behind this, especially nowadays where our social circles influence us so heavily. So I mean, first first I speak about how they actually do influence us. How do our social circles and friends um have any sort of influence on us with regards to the social vices that we see nowadays. If you're part of a group, there's something called groupthink and then you tend to like follow your group of friends or those in a you call it group dynamics, uh, whatever it works. If you are not the vocal type, then you'll follow the group and f- listen to the one who is more vocal. Um and so I think um those who have a more assertive position okay regardless of if that's you or your friend um is how you sort of navigate your friendship or that group so um i think the way like speaking about assertion is like one way people are influenced is that uh, in the in the friend and in the group of circle um if you don't assert your point or you don't assert the fact that your what your values are uh then your group isn't going to find out they won't know and so they'll tag along everybody will tag along together And so I think that's one way khudamar influences that uh, they don't share or open up to their group of friends of what their values are if they're in conjunction with their friends or if they're not. 
you know, uh, just to sort of jump off of that point, I would say that your group of friends influences everything about you, right? I mean, not only are you speaking to them face to face, but now all of a sudden, uh, you know, you have them on Instagram and Twitter and this and that, right? So now when they're taking you in memes and whatnot, right, all of a sudden your Instagram feed begins to change, right? And it starts catering to those memes. It begins to cater to that same content. Now all of a sudden you're being flooded with information that you weren't being flooded with beforehand and it begins to change your perception on a lot of things. And I think that's where a lot of that groupthink mentality begins to develop. And if you are shy about who you are as an individual, then I feel that your personality also begins to change, right? I feel as I'm the Muslim youth, we're very strong people, right? We have an understanding of who we are. But oftentimes what happens is that begins to get muddled, right? And that happens because we're in a society where there's so much of the other things and not enough of us, right? Um, and so I guess that's where, as you mentioned, right, our uh, personality begins to uh, diminish, whereas the personalities of those uh, other people, the personalities they impose on you begin to get stronger and stronger over time, changing you as an individual. Um, so what can an Amdi Muslim youth young person do in this type of a situation if they consciously see themselves changing as a person? It's about understanding who you are, I think. Um, understanding who you are and understanding your beliefs. That was an interesting take, you know, on um, how other people's behavior, how the uh, behavior of our friends can affect us. Hmm. So um, I'm delighted to say we do have on hold with us our um, last guest of the morning, Professor Douglas Kendrick from the Arizona State University. He's the author of over 200 books and scientific articles um, linking psychology, anthropology, and evolutionary biology. And you know, he's written for the New York Times, Scientific American, Psychology Today magazine. He's appeared on several BBC documentaries as well as the Oprah Winfrey Show. So good morning and uh, welcome to The Breakfast Show, Professor. Good morning. Uh, nice to talk to you. Thank you for joining us so early. You know, we know that it's uh, quite early in the morning over there in, um, ah, in New York. Thank it's you late, so much. actually. It's quite late, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, so just, just to begin with, could you please talk to us about um, human psychology concerning friendships? Yes. Yeah, so, well, I overheard a little bit of your show and heard that you were talking to Robin Dunbar. Hmm. And so, you know, kind of, Two important things. One is that that he had talked about the the effects of loneliness or not having friends seem yeah. to be as important as smoking or being obese in terms of the effects on your health. Right. So we know that in the modern world it's very important to have friends. There's also some research by uh, my anthropological uh, colleague Kim Hill, who's at Arizona State as well, hmm. with. Uh, Michael Gervin and some other anthropologists, they collected, they looked at uh, people living in South uh, America who were sort of uh, living closer to a hunter-gatherer lifestyle. You know, they grew a few crops, but they mostly, they were not living in, in you know, modern industrialized world. Hmm. And they, the anthropologists counted the number of calories that people brought in. And what they found is that Many families would not survive just on what they took in. But what would happen is that I would catch a fish today, I would share it with my neighbors, hmm. and then maybe on Wednesday or Thursday, I wouldn't do so well, and my neighbors would share it with me. And so basically, it looks like probably our ancestors' wrist pool, they shared with one another, 
uh, and that led them to survive. We probably wouldn't survive very well in isolation. Um, and our friends also do things like they teach us how to fish. They, they teach us how to prepare the food and so forth. And so friends have always been important for, uh, you know, for human groups. Uh, and in terms of the research we did, I, you know, from what I was overhearing what you talked about with professor Dunbar, Mm. um, we've done some research in which we ask people questions. So, So we had a, a paper out a number of years ago mm. uh, that was got a little controversial in the New York Times because we we sort of renovated the classic Maslow's pyramid of needs, you know, and mm. we talked about it in terms of evolutionary, modern evolutionary psychology, yeah. uh, and we uh, what we said is that our ancestors probably didn't evolve to just go off and play guitar by themselves, which mm. is the kind of thing that Maslow would think of as self-actualized. When we got when we basically met our biological needs, when we fed ourselves, when we when we uh, protected ourselves from bad guys, when we mm. got some esteem from other people, we would have probably turned that into, you know, providing resources for our families. Uh, and so, you know, we had this sort of renovated hierarchy of needs. And we asked people, you know, people said, well, what happened to self-actualization? So we asked people if you were if you were doing things right now that made you feel self-actualized, that was to fulfill your highest potential, what would you be doing? And right at the top of the list, well, status was important for people for self-actualization, but their friendships were number two. Okay. Affiliation was the second thing. Now, when we ask them, what if you wanted to live a meaningful life? Okay. A little different than self-actualization. If you were just to live a life that was meaningful to you, now friendship came in number one, okay, above above other things. And now, and also caring for your family came in very high at that point. Then we third asked them, well, what about the things that would make you feel like you were, you know, you had high well-being, that there were good things happening in your life, you know, as opposed to bad things happening. Just what would make you feel like I'm, you know, I'm doing well in this life. And there again, friendship came in number one. Hmm. Uh, and hmm. so it, it certainly, it's certainly critical both, you know, ancestrally. We're evolved from, you know, from, uh, from people who, uh, who relied upon their friendships. And it's still it's psychologically extremely important for us in everyday life. Hmm. Um, so, uh, you know, that's, that's some of the research that, that we did then... Yeah. So another aspect we've looked at is sort of sex differences. There mm. are some differences. Obviously, human being, males and females, mm. as in many species, the males and females are slightly different. And mostly when it comes to friendships, we're the same. But there, there's, there are some interesting differences. Yeah. Um, and uh, I don't know how much time you have left uh, to to chat, but I... Mm. Professor, yeah, we do apologize, you know, due to the shortage of time, it's uh, quite difficult for us to carry on. But, you know, we'd love to have you again uh, another time, which is, uh, you know, a better time for you as well. And, you know, maybe we can uh, record an interview with you and we will play that and it'll be it'll be really good. And thank you so much for, you know, joining us uh, this very late hour in, uh, in your country. It was an absolute pleasure okay. having you on. Okay, good to talk to you. Yeah, uh, thank you, you Professor. Take care.
So that was, uh, you know, Professor Douglas Kendrick uh, from the Arizona State University. Mm. And, you know, he, he, I think he had a lot of like interesting stuff to say. Mm. And he was really passionate as well. And, you know, if we did have more time, if we did have more time, you know, it'd be, um, it'd be amazing to, um, you know, carry on and speaking with him. But you know, unfortunately, due to the shortage <coughs> of time, it was not possible. You know but what you we were saying be, uh, before as well, hmm. and that uh, you know keeping keeping in the company, keeping in the company of the good as well. There was this, the, you know, this person who was having um, sort of atheistic thoughts. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, at the time of the Promised Messiah, hmm. upon whom be peace as well. Hmm. And then he was a student. He was a student. He came to him and he asked him, like, I, "I'm having these thoughts. I'm a Muslim, hmm. but I've, I'm having these thoughts." Hmm. And he, what he said was that you know, at school, change your seat. Yeah. Um, and then so he he thought it was quite a bit bizarre but then mm. he changed his seat in school and then his thoughts uh, you know came back and then he you know started you know, forgot about those thoughts about uh, atheism and it it was because you know the person he, that he sat with mm. was an atheist mm. so you know keeping in the company of good is is very very much important uh, you know just like the holy quran uh, has 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 said and told us to do yeah uh, so, dear listeners, we hope you've enjoyed today's show so far. Um, and, you know, if you do have any thoughts or you'd like to get in touch, please do give us a ring or, you know, reach out by uh, Twitter at Voice of Islam UK. Um, today, uh, you know, the um, producer of the show was Khola uh, Hashmi and Munib Mirza. So we'd like to thank all of them and all the researchers as well of today's show. Marjala Ahmed, Mehrish Dogar, Salih Ahmed, Ramin Masood, Maria Sheikh. Um, and um, Namud Sahar uh, Tahir and also our tech department please do join us again uh, for tomorrow's breakfast show for now Assalamu Alaikum <laughs>